Hi there, and welcome to the first episode of Better Me Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Johnson. Today, we take a deep dive within ourselves and talk about what our food preferences reveal about our personalities. Boy, oh boy, today's topic at hand will surely stir up some controversy. While it may seem a bit gimmicky at first, there is enough weight to the idea to make us stop in our tracks and go, wait, I do that. The minute you arrive in this world, whether you want to or not, you sign yourself up for a never-ending journey of self-discovery. It's all about the subtle details that are a doorway into your inner self. Tunes that take you right to your happy place, books that leave you feeling all warm and fuzzy inside, little everyday things that make you tick. These tiny reactions are puzzle pieces that, when put together, paint a picture of who you are as a person. Being big on taking risks or getting a thrill out of staying in and watching a movie is more than just a self-description that you fall back on every time you hear someone go, so tell me about yourself. According to research, personality traits have a lot of pull over the food you tend to pile onto your plate and the variety of goodies you stuff your snack drawer with. Who would have thunk, right? What's more fascinating is that even the good old English language had an inkling about it. It's no coincidence that we use types of taste to describe personalities and moods. While it may sound somewhat far-fetched, our go-to foods are a window to our personality. And science can back me up on this one. You can barely go a day without salty snacks, completely lose it over foods that pack serious heat, or for the life of you can never say no to a piece of melt-in-your-mouth chocolate cake. Well, let's explore the links between our food choices and our behavior to get a better insight into our own identities. Spicy Spice lovers are the first ones on our agenda. If you're one of those people who casually order a bucket of hot buffalo wings and eat them without sweating like a hog, gasping for air, and regretting all life choices while you're at it— What happened to you as a child? No, seriously. One time I was stupid enough to say yes to a dare, grabbed a serrano pepper, and started chomping on it like it was nothing. My goodness, how naive I was. Mere seconds later, my throat felt like I just sipped on a cup of acid. In a full-blown panic mode, I Usain bolted to the fridge, pulled out a carton of milk, because that's what people do in the movies, duh, and I started chugging it like a college boy at a frat party. Everything would be fine if only I didn't have the worst case of lactose intolerance you'd ever come across. Not to sound like a drama queen or anything, but my body was shutting down. As someone whose spicy food tolerance maxes out at sriracha, I will never understand how in the hell you guys can handle all that heat and not have 911 on speed dial and a lawyer-drafted will at the ready. But in all realness, hats off to you for being able to take the heat like true champs. So what does science say about people who enjoy burning off their taste buds? According to the Penn State study, if you're one for setting your taste buds aflame, chances are you're a big ol' thrill seeker with masochist tendencies no less. You're a daredevil with a genuine zest for life and unquenchable curiosity. Odds are that you have a competitive spirit, like to win, and enjoy the accolades. If chowing down on ghost peppers is just another Tuesday night for you, you are the kind of person who never stops seeking out new challenges. The reason why you may enjoy the mouth-burning sensation of fiery foods is the same reason why some people get a kick out of potentially dangerous activities like skydiving or bungee jumping. You are an incurable adrenaline rush junkie. People who score high in sensation-seeking tend to walk on the wild side, take more chances, and run towards change rather than from it. 
Now, why would anyone crave foods that might land them in the emergency room, you might ask? Is there a positive side to foods that start a fire in your mouth? Well, there certainly is. Let's delve into the sciencey stuff behind it. Capsaicin, which is the compound that gives hot peppers their zing, can induce thermogenesis, a process that keeps your body temperature in a safe range. Sounds counterintuitive, I know, but eating hot food when you are hot is actually helpful. Another reason why some of us eat hot sauce like our lives depend on it is because spicy foods have the ability to send you on an endorphin-fueled high, all thanks to the same compound that is also a known pain reliever, which causes the body to interpret a pain response response and release endorphins in order to block pain receptors. So next time when you're in an extreme need of a pain reliever or a pick-me-up, consider drizzling some sriracha over your salad. That'll do it. Take my word for it. Sweet. Moving on to the next one. Quick, name one thing that instantly fills you with a warm sense of satisfaction. If the first mental image that came up was of you biting into a chocolate-covered brownie, you might have a problem. But hey, zero judgment on my part, because believe it or not, I'm right there with you. When somebody asks me if I like dessert, I simply give them a deadly glare. Because what kind of question is that? Do I look like I just escaped from an insane asylum? Well, maybe a little bit, but that's not what we're here to talk about. About. Of course I like dessert, because my mom taught me the difference between right and wrong. And not liking dessert is not just plain wrong, it's illegal. You know those little lies that you tell yourself when you open up a sleeve of Oreos? I'll just have two. Who am I kidding? Twelve it is. That's a perfect description of who I am and what I stand for. But at least science says that my unhealthy relationship with sugar makes me a people person. So yay for me, I guess. According to a 2012 study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, die-hard chocoholics and candy lovers are more agreeable, pro-social, and more likely to perform selfless acts. They have colorful personalities and thrive on being the center of attention even though their social battery tends to die pretty fast. People with a sweet tooth score high in neuroticism can be reactive and prone to mood swings, but in the end, they find a way to successfully manage their ups and downs. More more often than not, unfortunately, they struggle with emotional overeating and portion control. Personality traits aside, what are some other reasons that can wake up a ravenous, chocolate-devouring beast in you? Well, let's dive right into it. Most of the time, these cravings stem from blood sugar fluctuations. Whenever your blood sugar levels drop, your body tries to restabilize them by making you crave all the sugary goodies. When your sweet tooth kicks in out of the blue, take a step back and check how stressed out you are at the moment. According to research, cortisol, a hormone which soars in high-pressure situations, drives us to gorge on the sweet stuff. Plus, when stress gets out of hand, ghrelin, commonly known as the appetite hormone, gets released into the system. So on top of getting a strong hankering for all the candy in the world, you'll be more likely to overeat. Another reason why you suddenly might want to inhale a family size bag of M&Ms is simply because that's what your brain is used to. Habits are hard to break for a good reason, especially when these habits involve a splash of dopamine that floods your brain. Seeing as sugar cravings affects everyone across the board, even if you're not an agreeable pro-social person prone to neuroticism, let's talk about how we can curb these cravings or at least swap out sugary processed snacks for their healthier counterparts. The first pro tip on how to rein in your sweet tooth is don't skip meals. 
When you don't eat, your blood sugar levels plummet, and we all know how the rest of the story goes, with your nose buried in a chocolate lava cake. Moving on to the next pro tip of the day, whenever you need a shot of sugar, eat a naturally sweet snack like dried fruits or dark chocolate chips. That is not to say that you can never eat your favorite dessert ever again. Practice moderation and keep it under 200 calories. You could also stick to the 85-15% rule, which basically stands for keeping 85% of your meals innately healthy, fresh produce, lean protein, healthy fats, you know the drill, and the other 15% can include any treats you want. Another tip is up your protein and fiber intake, because these bad boys keep you fuller longer and slow down the absorption of sugar, which staves off blood sugar spikes. If you wish to satisfy your craving without going on a sugar bender, try eating fruit puree popsicles, baked spiced apples or pears, homemade frozen yogurt with berries, chia pudding, sweet veggies like butternut squash or sweet potatoes, protein balls, or nut butter. Bitter. On the scale from zero to a complete psycho, how much do you like bitter foods? Well, we are wired to love eating everything that's high-fat, carb-heavy, or sweet. Bitter foods, though, rarely call our names. From an evolutionary standpoint, when something tastes bad, all sorts of red flags are supposed to go off on our heads to warn us away from eating whatever's in front of us. Such a subconscious reaction is a basic life preservation instinct. But some people like living on the edge. Those who get off on the bitter-tasting bites are either complete psychos or highly conscientious people. There's no in-between. According to research, bitter taste preference can be a sign of dark and toxic personality traits, including Machiavellianism, sadism, and narcissism. Let that sink in for a sec. Next time you go out on a date, pay close attention to your date's food order to know when to excuse yourself and run for the hills. Looking on the brighter side, a liking for bitter-tasting foods can also be a sign of openness to new experiences and extroversion. Plus, statistically saying, they are more aware of their health. They don't need anyone to strong-arm them into picking salads that are overflowing with arugula, raw kale, or collard greens over those that are swimming in dressing or packed with deep-fried ingredients because they actually enjoy those. Bitter herbs and foods run the gamut from greens like arugula, kale, chard, and mustard greens to broccoli, Brussels sprouts, mint, cauliflower, eggplant, grapefruit, cranberries, cocoa beans, and the list goes on. Even though their taste isn't much of a selling point, their health benefits should be. Sometimes eating bitter-tasting foods is exactly what it takes to bring your body into balance as it stimulates the digestive system and improves food absorption, contains liver-boosting nutrients such as sulfur, along with fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, and K. Apparently, they can also offset a general feeling of sluggishness, curb your sugar addiction, and even sort out hormonal and cholesterol problems in certain cases. Next time munchies hit, I'll definitely nibble on a piece of dark chocolate instead of going all out on a bag of Reese's Pieces. Salty Uncontrollably sobbing to a Netflix show and picking out on a bag of chips at 2 a.m.? This, this is what giving up on life looks like. And in my case, it's just what I refer to as me time. As humans, we are engineered to crave salty foods because they have the minerals that our body needs for a smooth functioning. But if you're one of those people who can't stop until they munch their way through all the salty snacks stashed away in their pantry, chances are this tendency is mirrored in your life. Meaning, you can't stop until you have what you want. 
Research done by Dr. Alan Hirsch reveals that salt lovers are highly competitive go-getters with addictive personalities. Though easily frustrated, you always follow through on what you've started. On the flip side, such a nagging need to always be ahead of the pack and on the ball often leaves you feeling frustrated because as soon as you're done with one thing, you run onto the next one. If you catch yourself reaching for salty snacks more often than you'd like, you may have a mineral deficiency, particularly in calcium, chloride, potassium, or iron. This craving can also arise from stress, dehydration, premenstrual syndrome, poor sleep, a thyroid or kidney disorder, etc. Even though salt on its own is not necessarily a bad thing, we all know how the old adage goes, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Salt in excess could lead to hypertension, heart disease, bloating, and dehydration. Truth be told, a hankering for some salty goodness can be pretty hard to shake. So instead of shoving this feeling deep down, you can give into it, but do it the smart way. Some of the best healthy salty snacks that are sure to hit the spot are air-popped popcorn, pistachios, cheese and crackers combo, baked carrot chips, homemade pita chips, sweet and salty trail mix, or salted roasted green peas. Remember to put your health first and treat your body with kindness. That's it for this week's episode of Better Me Health and Fitness Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Olivia Johnson, wishing you happy podcasting.